0: Good good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Sylvia F. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater in San Francisco Bay. Today is Thursday, May 3rd, 2018. And this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we are on page 58. It's the fourth paragraph, which is the last paragraph. And it starts with, remember, we deal with alcohol. We're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with complete abandon. Today's readers are Pia S. on the 12 steps, Matt M. on the 12 traditions, and on the text we have Julie E.B., Elaine T., and Sherry K.B. And at the end of the recorded 50 minutes, we have the newcomer greeter as Melanie C. I hope you can stick around for that. The share ID for Wednesday, May 2nd, 10 a.m. meeting, Eastern Time, is 11,367, 11,367. And the share ID for this morning's meeting, 7 a.m., is Thursday, May 3rd, 7 a.m., 11,370, 11,370. The OA preamble. and the practice of the 12 Steps the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Pia S. to read the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Pia?
1: Thank you, Sylvia. Good morning. This is Pia S., very gratefully recovered in Florida. Uh, this is the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two. praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me do service, Julia, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, P.S. I will now ask Matt M. to read the 12 traditions. Matt? Can you hear me? Yes.
2: The 12. This is Madame, compulsive over eater from New Jersey. The 12 traditions of over synonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is the one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our, trust, our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous in system matters so affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has a one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, unless problems with money, property, and proceeds divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting declining outside contributions. Eight, overuse anonymous remain forever non-professional, employer, service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such will never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous synonymous with no opinion and outside issues hence the name would never be drawn into public or controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions. Every mindless place principles be with personalities. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt N. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overreaders only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. what the directions in the big book mean to us to share press star one to unmute once you are done sharing let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted today we resume our study of the big book on page 58 it's the fourth paragraph which is the last paragraph it starts that remember we deal with alcohol And we are going to end with, um, at the end of the second paragraph, with complete abandon. I am am now going to ask Julie E.B. to start our reading. Hi, this is
3: Julie E.B., gratefully recovered one day at a time in the state of Colorado. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us. But there is one who has all power. That one is God, may you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked for his protection and care with complete abandon. I can't believe what a privilege it is for me to share on these paragraphs because this little prayer, we asked for his protection and care with complete abandon was a major turning point And spiritual awakening for me I knew the cunning and baffling nature of this illness I topped out near 300 pounds and now uh, in recovery I have abstinence I have relief from from that uh, craving I have neutrality with the food Uh, but most of all I live in serenity and God continues to remove my character defects and give me willingness one day at a time as I work in 10, 11, and 12. For me, this paragraph, breaking it down, we ask for God's care and protection with complete abandon. We, were not alone, asked to say something to obtain an answer or request. God's protection, that there could be, protection literally means a person or thing that prevents someone or something from suffering harm or injury, and care. And care means the provision of what is necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of someone or something. I lived life as if my nerves were on the outside, always staying sore, living in resentment, or bracing in fear, waiting for the other shoe to drop, or flinching from looking at the consequences and harms of my actions because I grew up in a situation without a lot of protection and care. And now here with this simple prayer, I could ask for a higher power who could provide what is necessary for my health, welfare, maintenance, protection. And and we ask, how do we ask? With complete abandon. The word complete means full. And now instead of being full of the food, I'm full of abandon, which means to give up completely. So I'm full of giving up completely my course of action, practice, or way of thinking. And when I looked up synonyms, it means God is a barrier, a buffer, a shield, a screen, an armor, a refuge, my help, my aid, my support, my concern. Wow, this is a whole nother way of life. I have a barrier, a buffer. I have assistance and help. It comes to me through this phone line, keep listening. It comes to me through my sponsor, my face-to-face meeting, uh, the group meet a network that I can use for outreach and 10 steps every day. And believe me, if this could happen for me, it could happen for you. I'm about half the weight I was then, but that is just the beginning. I am living, happy, joyous, and free one day at a time. And that's what I wish and pray for all of you, that you can join us as we all ask for God's care and protection
0: with complete abandon. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Julie E.B. We're on page 58, fourth paragraph. Remember, we deal with alcohol. Two paragraphs. Who would like to share?
4: Kaylee. Ginger, please. Oh,
0: okay. I, I, I got, uh, I have Kaylee, I think. And yes, I have Kaylee R and I have Ginger C and I have Jen A Kathleen o. o Kathleen Michelle O
5: MC. Michelle MC
0: Michelle MC and I got Kathleen O anybody else that I missed in there anybody else who wants to get in well okay Michelle here is that uh, Michelle M.C. or is that another Michelle?
6: It's another Michelle,
0: Michelle What's L. your last? Michelle L., I've got you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, and, I have Ken- And Karen T. Karen T. Okay, we've got a good lineup here. We have Kaylee R., Ginger C., Jen A., Kathleen O., Michelle M.C., Michelle L., and Karen T. Kaylee, if you could start us off. Ginger, you're coming up behind.
4: Hi, this is Kaylee R. in Northern California, compulsive overeater. Eater. Ah, man. Um, so yesterday I was talking to a fellow, uh, a vision fellow, and she asked me, how come you don't share very often? And I was like, well, sometimes I just don't know what, I can't relate to what uh, the reading in a way that I feel that would benefit others, and, or sometimes by the time I find a way to relate, it's, you know there's no more time for sharing or i've already filled up to slots so today i unmuted myself and i said my name um so for that fellow if you're on the lines, thank you for getting me to open my mouth today um what really spoke to me in this passage is half measures availed us nothing um when i joined this program i worked it like my hair was on fire and I went to 10 to 14 meetings a week, and I had a sponsor, and I was working as hard as I could. And right now, I'm admitting that I'm not doing that, and um, I need to be because my life is on the line. Like, if I am not working this program, if I go back into the food, like there's there's not really hope for me, right? Like I going back to the food is death um, and a lot of unhappiness. And yesterday, even I was contemplating like, why am I doing, why can't I just go back to the food? And it's not the solution. And I know it's not the solution. And I didn't go back to the food, but the thought still comes into my head and I'm not recovered yet, but I'm working on it and I'm working these steps and, um, Something, a quote that just popped into my head was, when I was doing a different weight loss program, they said, "Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels." And I don't think that's true. I think that my higher power would taste better than skinny feels. Like I, or I'm sorry, my higher power would feel better than than skinny feels because my higher power is what's going to keep me going whether I'm skinny or not my higher power is what's going to make me sane and get me through all the hard times in my life and keep me in this program and keep me moving on. Um, so that's all I have to say today. I'm really grateful for everybody who works on these lines. Um, welcome to the newcomer. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. You've got to do it. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you,
0: Keely R. Ginger C. followed by Jen A. Hi
7: Sylvia, good morning. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. Okay, great. Thanks for your service this
7: morning. Um, Ginger say recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And I love this. Remember, I mean, just that one word is so powerful to me. Because the ism of the disease is this incredibly short memory. And um, page 24 it says we are unable at certain times to bring into our consciousness with sufficient force the memory of the suffering and humiliation of even a week or a month ago. We are without defense against that first drink. And, um, and that's my problem. Everything centers in my mind, first and foremost. You know, uh, this is the only disease that tells me I don't have a disease and is always trying to convince me with lies so not only is it cunning baffling and powerful it's sneaky and it's silent um but i I was listening to a aa speaker that i just love and he said you know relapse really for a lot of us begins you know we come in this we're drowning we're desperate we're dying and we're willing to go to any lengths for victory and we're on the firing line we're working it hard And then it stops, you know, then we start forgetting and and forgetting the pain of uh, yesterday and where we were and what brought us to the rooms to begin with. And not only do we forget, but we just don't work it with that intensity, like when we first came in. And I'm so grateful this guy shares with me all the time, Ginger, you have to work it today harder than you worked it yesterday, because your disease is working that hard. It wants you back, and it's waiting patiently. And I'm so grateful I have never stopped. And I just have to give such a tremendous shout-out to Vision for You. It keeps me on the firing line. It keeps my juice flowing and wanting more. It keeps me excited, engaged. And I hope if you're listening, you never stop listening. Because to me, I have never stopped since I left Virginia Beach two and a half years ago. And I swear it's one of the biggest reasons why I'm still doing it like my life depends on it. I just, I'm, I'm a person that rests on laurels. I'm undisciplined. I'm so this big book, and um, I'm just so grateful that we have this daily message and this excitement and this enthusiasm because lives are suffering today on the line and outside your door, and if you are in a fit spiritual condition, you can be of maximum service to God and those about you because that's what we're here to do each and every day, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Ginger C.
8: Jen A, followed by Kathleen O. Good morning, Sylvia. This is Jen A. Can I be heard? Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your service. This is Jen A, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and blemic um, from the state of Colorado. And wow. Okay. Um, and hats off um, to our speaker who shared this morning and read. I was just like smiling and cheering for you the entire time because uh, you just received a mic drop. You nailed it. Um, that's exactly what this this chapter is and what it means. And thank you for just packing it all in there and making it juicy and meaty. Um, you know what? That one is God. You found God, right? And now It's asking. We ask his protection. I think I've been told by my sponsor a thousand times when I pray, I would always keep writing, help, help, help. You know what? God has always been there for me. He has always been deep down inside me. Whether I choose to listen, whether I choose to call on him, whether I choose to ask, that's what this is about. I need to ask him. I need to ask his protection and care with complete abandon. And when I get on my knees in desperation and I ask, because, you know, I don't want to mess up with my kid. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to screw up a relationship, whatever it may be. I need to ask, right? And so I am asking God each and every day to show me what, which path to go on. And he just keeps saying, come on this path with me. Come on this path. You know what? When, when you're at that crossroads, I love that part because it's like I got two choices. I can choose to keep going on the road that's, that's going to lead me down crazy and keep going crazy and feel crazy and eating crazy and my life is going to be crazy. Or I can choose this other pathway that all the people on this line that I heard who were recovered had chosen. And I can join them hand in hand. And I can do this work, and I can have that spiritual waking, and I can be happy, joyous, and free. And that's what I chose. And today I sit here, and I am just like in awe because I just go, wow, thank you, God. But I have to ask. So it's putting that word in action, asking God each and every day. Because when I'm not asking, guess what I'm in? Self-will. I'm trying to figure it out. It's all about Jen. It's all about me, and I can do it. So um, just keep on asking, keep on coming back, and um, when you stand at that crossroad, um, just abandon yourself to God and get down on your knees because this is where this is where it's at. And I couldn't have picked a better path to choose. Thanks for walking it with me hand in hand each and
0: every day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Jen A. Kathleen O. Followed by Michelle M. C. Thank you so much, Sylvia.
9: Good morning, everyone. Great being on the line with all of you this morning and hearing your familiar voices and some that aren't familiar. It's good to hear you, too. This is Kathleen O. We covered compulsive in Northern California. And half measures availed us nothing. <clears throat> Excuse me. To me, that goes hand in hand with cunning, baffling, powerful. This is a disease that is cunning, baffling, and powerful. It will convince me over and over to eat, um, to be crazy, to go, to just be absolutely nuts. Um, And if I'm doing half measures, I can guarantee that cunning, baffling, powerful part is going to step right up and step into my life. And it's where those mental blank spots, those mental twists, it's where they come. If I'm not putting 100% into this program, if I'm only doing half measures, if I'm only doing step 10, but not 11 and 12, or if I'm only doing 10 and 11 and not 12, the cunning, baffling powerful is going to step up. And what that always looks to me as, I start thinking, hmm, I can control and enjoy this. I can do this. You know, I've been, I I can do this now where that comes from, why the, um, the pain of, you know, what this disease does to me over and over again and beats me up over and over again, I forget that part, and that's the cunning, baffling, powerful part. And I start thinking, oh, I got this, I I got this. So if I am not doing 100%, and for me, that is 10, 11, and 12 every single day, I can't rest on my laurels. I can't think that the 10, 11, and 12 I did yesterday is gonna keep me clean today any more than the shower I took yesterday is gonna keep me clean today. You know, I have to do it all because if I don't, that mental twist comes in and I am doomed. So the good news is, you know, when I do this, it works. It so works and I can stay connected with a higher power no matter what the day brings me. Um, I can go to my higher power instead of, you know, react. I can pause and, and ask for guidance and and it truly does work. and you know, talking to you, staying connected with my higher power, reaching out to all, you know, the people that I'm able to connect with during the day just keeps me clean. And I absolutely love it. I am so grateful. And, you know, if, if you're new, just keep coming back because this really does work and the miracles are there. And I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Kathleen. No, Michelle MC followed by Michelle L.
5: Hello. Uh, Sylvia, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, Thank you for uh, this spot. I'd like to talk about transformation through the 12 steps. Um, And I'm so grateful I heard this sentence today. I have even had it written prayer in my big book, but I had forgotten about it. We ask his protection and care with complete abandon. Um, 153 days ago, I began entire abstinence and became neutral with food. And I made a decision to turn my life and, and will over to the care of God and I've been transformed, and it's been a wild ride. Tuesday, I lost my job out of the blue. Surprise. Um, I wasn't thinking it was possible, and I'm an elderly person. (laughs) I don't know if elderly is correct, but I'm an older worker, and it may be difficult for me to find another job, but I didn't eat. That is a transformation. I called people and asked for help. That's a total transformation. I would have been trying to figure out how to hurt the people who fired me, try to figure out what they did wrong, blaming, not taking care of myself, not asking for help. And because of this program, I've been able to walk through this, yes, with fear, yes, with sadness, but I've been able to walk through it and keep abandoning myself to God. I don't know what my next steps are, and that's a scary thing. But I do know if I cling to this program and this way of life, this way of life is allowing me to deal with life on life's terms and i'm so ever grateful and thank you all for the people that taught me that and with that i pass thank you
0: thank you michelle mc michelle l followed Hi, by guarantee oh sorry <laughs>
6: Go ahead. good morning sylvia it's michelle Michelle squared this morning um thank you for your service uh um, I am Michelle L. Recovering in Delaware, and I have about a month of abstinence now and working on my fourth step. Um, and what I heard this morning, what I was reminded of is, sheesh, when I, when I neglect this program, I neglect myself. And that's a little bit of what happened to me yesterday and I would say you know the coming baffling and powerful part of this disease is that the food has been my solution uh, to just about anything and everything and underneath the food is the is the thinking the thinking disease that tells me you know screw it (laughs) it's that quick screw-it switch that just comes on when I get into self-pity mode. And yesterday, I just had one of those days where I was uh, the good girl all day, turning in the assignments, taking care of business, uh, you know, sit, 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 do, do, do. And when I got home around 8 o'clock for dinner, which was, you know, just exhaustion and And overdoing it, I wanted to act out with the food. And it was that voice of like, doesn't matter, it's useless. Um, But thank God, there's something that is that higher self, that higher part of me and that power that I don't have, but that I can access. And it doesn't take much to, to access it. It's just, you know, it's just some breathing and it's just maybe a phone call, maybe just that that power to, to act. And acting might just be getting myself out of the kitchen and realizing that you're done, you're done, you're tired, time to relax. And relaxing and food are not synonymous anymore like they used to be, and I'm really grateful for that. So I'm here today, and I'm grateful that this is a WE program. You don't have to do it alone. Um, thanks for letting me share, and
0: i pass. Thank you, Michelle L. Karen T. will yeah. end up this session. me? Karen T. Sturman. Yeah. Now yes. we can. Hi. This
6: is Karen. Tea recovered in Louisiana um, thank you so much for doing service thank you everyone line, especially thank you to any newcomers that are here you are the lifeblood of this program and I wanted to hunker down on um, remember we deal with food cunning baffling and powerful powerful my alcohol is food there are certain foods that are more alcoholic than others for me but I'm also a volume Addicted to volume. Um, And uh, food is cunning, baffling, and powerful when I'm eating my addictive foods and even when I'm not, right? We have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. So, my allergy of the body is there's certain foods that once they get into my system, I develop the phenomenon of craving and I can't stop. So it's not a matter of, oh, I'll just have a little tonight, because if I have just a little, then I can um, activate my allergic reaction, and I may never stop again. Um, I've heard it said in the rooms that there's another relapse in me, but I'm not sure if there's another recovery, so I better keep my recovery that I have. And... um, so that's a problem. So that's cunning, baffling, and powerful right there. But my real problem centers in my mind that even when I am clean of my addictive suits for a while, I am, my, my mind is powerless. I can have these strange mental blank spots where I can't remember. So the real cunning, baffling, and powerful part of this disease is that there's a I can't remember left to my own devices, I will not be able to remember that I can't have these addictive foods. And there's a million passages about this, not a million, but there's a lot of passages about this in the big book and examples, but um, I will have some sort of vague sense that, huh, I probably shouldn't be making this food choice and I'll eat one of my addictive foods. And that's the real problem. That's when it's cunning, baffling, and powerful. So I am powerless over food when I'm eating my addictive foods, but I'm also powerless over food when I am abstinent and recovered. Even when I'm recovered, I am powerless over food. I have to have that higher power. So thank you very much uh, for allowing me to share, and thank you for this wonderful meeting.
0: Thank you, Karen T. Okay, we're on page 58, fourth paragraph, which is the last paragraph. Remember, we deal with alcohol, and we read through two paragraphs, and I'll take the list of names. Stephanie N. Stephanie N.
1: Wendy N.
0: Deborah R. Wendy N. Darryl. Uh Deborah R. Darla E. Okay, I, I'm missing the... I. I have Darla, but I missed the person in between. So I have Stephanie, Wendy, Deborah, I missed someone, and then Darla. Daryl B. Daryl B?
10: Yes. Marilyn T.
0: Marilyn T. Okay, Stephanie N, Wendy M, Deborah R, Daryl B, Darla P, and Marilyn, oh, Darlet, and Marilyn T. So we have a good lineup. Let's start with Stephanie N and go with and followed by Wendy M.
7: Hi, thank you. This is Stephanie M. Recovered in Kansas. And um, two things jumped out at me um, remember and may you find him now. Um, so the first, remember, it made me think of my first eight or 10 months in the program. I was trying to identify out, I just, I was looking for an easier, softer way. Um, but every morning I would still pray for willingness. And a lot of times um, when I would be driving to a meeting, I would think oh this is stupid I'm going to just turn around I don't need this I can figure it out on my own and I would have this really clear visual image of myself at my worst in the disease and looking back that was a huge gift from God um because if I don't remember the emotional agony that this disease brings then I will identify out. This disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful in that way, and I will identify out, and I won't get better.
6: Um,
7: um, The other thing, may you find him now, made me think that you don't have to have a higher power to pray, and you don't have to fully understand your higher power for this program to work. You just have to have the willingness to seek something greater than yourself. Um, May you find him now. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Stephanie N. Wendy M. followed by Deborah R. Uh,
11: Yes, good morning. This is Wendy M. recovered in Colorado. Um, Thank you everyone on the line. Sylvia, thanks for your your service. And I thank God for entire abstinence this morning. It is a gift. Um, So the words that, that pop out for me are definitely remember. Oh my God, I forget all the time, right? And this isn't about being perfect. And I need to remember that because I still want to be a perfect human being, which um, is kind of hilarious. And then the cunning, baffling and powerful. God, yes. You know, it's just the disease tells me that I don't have a disease, number one. And the disease tells me, you're not powerless over your defects. You can definitely fix them. And the disease tells me that I can fix you guys too. So perfection, you know, is on the way. Um, and the disease also comes in my voice, right? So it sounds right. It sounds right. cunning, baffling, and powerful. Um, and it also tells me that my behaviors are a really good idea. And I have to say, um, putting the food down is actually super simple. Like and I always say, entire abstinence is way easier than being in the food every time because i've straddled both you know i've been abstinent but not really for years um so entire abstinence is a gift but the what's really baffling and cunning for me are my behaviors um are my defects of character you know um last night i was absolutely crazy like i ran into a meeting and yelled at a woman and left oh my god i am so bottoming out here you know and the minute i did it minutes after My thought was, God really wants my attention on this one. God really wants me to wake up and take a look, you know, and wants to crack me open. And as my sponsor always says to me, I have more growth to do. So a few minutes after this very embarrassing situation, it was, I've got some growth. I've got a place where God wants me to take a look. And for me to have that perspective tells me that I'm recovered. It doesn't say you're not going to run into, you know, a board meeting and act like, you know, kind of an idiot. Um, but it does say we're going to learn from it quicker and quicker. And guess what? I might do that again. I might do that today. You know, it may happen. I am powerless over these things. I'm so powerless. Um, but the more I, as people are saying, the more I work it, the more I'm going to do it. And the less I work this program, the less I'm going to work it. Um, You know, and then this morning, I want to apologize to everybody, right? And God's like, why? What's your motive? Well, my motive is I want people to like me again. I want to look good. Oh, then don't apologize because your motive is ill, you know? And that's the recovery is that the moment I want to push that button and send the apology out is the moment God says, what are you doing that for? What are you after? What are you chasing? What's the effect? and the effect is, please love me, please like me. That'll pass. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Wendy and Deborah R. followed by uh, Daryl B. Hi, this is Deborah
6: R. And welcome, everybody. Welcome newcomers. And hope to hear from you at the end um, when you share. Um, I really like this passage, um, it is definitely. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked for protection and care. Was completed then, and for me, um, uh, if you've heard me before, it's the same story. I, I didn't. I wasn't against God, but I wasn't really sure God would help me or whatever that entity was, and it had to grow on me. So in the beginning, when they suggested I ask his protection care with complete a ban, I just kind of had to act as if there was something out there. I mean, I knew it wasn't me. That I could concede, um, whether it was the big oak tree outside the Monday night OA meeting um, that eventually got developed into a more personal relationship, uh, for which I'm very grateful, and it's a process. And when they mentioned complete abandon, um, I think back on, in the third edition anyway, in the doctor's opinion on XXIII, they talk about an entire psychic change was necessary once a psychic change had occurred, and a third time, which tells me that Bill really wanted to get the point across, that all three of these are on the same page, um, one feels that something more than a human power is needed to produce the essential psychic change. And um, this disease is twofold. It's the allergy of the body. I crave certain things once they get into my system. I want more and I can't stop. I'm a maniac. And then the um, obsession, the mental obsession. And what I've learned is I really had to change the way I thought about the foods. And in the beginning, it was just act as if I'm abstinent and, and follow the food plan and call my sponsor daily, work the program with someone to guide me through. And um, eventually, I needed to act myself into right thinking, acting in weighing and measuring my foods, getting a food plan from a nutritionist, um, staying away from my individual binge foods, and as that became, I really could begin to de- develop a new way of thinking that allowed me to have freedom from this very um, ugly and,
0: and uh, despicable disease. And with that, I passed. Thank you, Deborah R. Daryl B. followed by Darlette
10: P. Hello, this is Darrell B in Southern California. I'm a compulsive over compulsive overeater. Uh, this passage really uh, really hit me uh, when I first read it uh, because uh, I had just been uh, given the gift of abstinence. Uh, uh, this was a long time ago, 30 years ago. Uh, I was powerless, and I knew I was powerless. I had come to the point of not being able to be a secret either anymore i was eating in public in full view of other people as a, like an animal just uh really just uh diving into the food and i could see the looks of disgust on people that were around me at the time and i knew that uh that that whatever was going on that uh i was not uh, i was not in control of it and i couldn't stop it as much as i wanted to and uh and then uh just a a a couple of weeks later, after that first incident where that happened, where I could no longer eat secretly, uh, uh, I, was, uh, uh, I went to uh, an OA meeting. Uh, I went to my second OA meeting. They had a topic there of miracles, and I was very belligerent. I said they didn't sound like miracles to me. They sounded like coincidences. And uh, instead of telling me to, to go someplace else if I didn't like what they had there, they told me to keep coming back. And uh, I might see my own miracle, and it happened within just a couple of days. And uh, at that time, I was uh, presented with a platter of cookies right out of the oven, and, uh, and I said, I don't eat those anymore. And
2: I didn't know I
10: didn't eat them anymore. And that was 30 years ago, and I haven't had to eat them since. And I knew I was free at that moment. And... That was my step, too, and I came to believe that there is a power greater than not just me, but greater than food, and and it's a loving power, and uh, yes, indeed, uh, with this disease, uh, without help, it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power, and that one is God, and he came to me at that moment. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you, Daryl B. Darlette P followed by Marilyn T. Good morning everyone.
12: This is Darlette P, Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Algonquin, Illinois. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay. I too am uh reflecting on the cunning, powerful, and baffling part of this passage today. Um My disease, Um, I am back from a relapse and um, doing well with my recovery. And I just want to say that uh, it is a cunning, powerful, and baffling disease. And it does take control. And if you get into your binge foods, it just takes over because it is a... spiritual, mental, and physical disease, and we do not have control over it. We are powerless, and um, I had to take simple steps, very simple steps, to gain my abstinence, and for me, the simple steps were no sugar, no white flour, and for me, no no salt and it's working and I have 224 days of recovery and I'm down 50 pounds and I'm so grateful for that. That is truly a miracle for me Um, and I'm neutral around food today. I, um, I don't have a problem with my food plan. It's working, I don't get hungry, Um, I just stay on my food plan and it's simple. And I think before in the past, I wasn't um, seeing the full picture. They say the program comes to us sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly. I was one of those that the program came to slowly. And I want to say I am grateful to all the members of OA in my face-to-face meetings because they are the reason I stuck with the program. They are the reason I kept coming back. So those of you that are out there and that are struggling, don't give up. Keep coming back. The program does work. You just have to hang in there. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Marilyn T. I have, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I think that was Darlette P. Marilyn T., you're
13: up. Hi. (laughs) Thank you, Sylvia. This is Marilyn T. in Central California, um, recovering compulsive overeater. What I um, am keying into for myself is, without help, it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power. That one is God. May you find him now. It is without that that I have no hope. I have no hope of ever recovering from this cunning, baffling, and powerful disease. I need to be on my knees praying for God's help, asking for God's help, asking for God's advice with every part of my life. And because my life depends on it, without this, I am hopeless and um, unmanageable life. Um, I'm getting ready to do my fourth step, and I'm actually quite excited about it, and I'll be even doing it on my vacation, which is almost incomprehensible, but most of the time what I know is I ask for God's help, and he says, hey, you can take it on your vacation. You're going to take it everywhere you go, and if you don't, you'll be face down in the food again, and remember, that is someplace you cannot go again. I will be 64 this month, and I cannot afford another relapse. It is not in me. I don't have the power to get out again. Um, but with God, I have the power to stay in recovery. And um, thank you all for um, being there with me. Thanks for the outreach calls you answered and um, the way you help each and every one of us. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Marilyn T. I have time for one share. who would like to get in there.
14: Kelly S. Valerie
4: B.
0: Okay, we got Kelly S. And there was somebody behind you just in case. Valerie B. Valerie B. I don't know if we'll have time, but Kelly S., go for it. Okay. Okay.
14: okay. This is Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Oklahoma. I'm so grateful to be on the meeting today and for all the shares and just so related to so much of them. Um, like everybody else was sharing, um, the words uh, You know, cunning, baffling, powerful, and remembering, you know, because I've been around this program like everybody else that's been sharing a lot of the same stories, 30-something years, and just have three years of recovered absence. I know you guys know that about me. But anyway, so because, you know, I wanted to forget that my disease, you know, we have that built-in forgetter. I wanted to forget my disease is that cunning, baffling, powerful, as somebody else shared. It's just waiting, you know. I've heard people say on the line, I heard somebody say one time that, you know, working the steps is like going up a down escalator. And if I don't keep taking those steps one day at a time, every day, I'm going to end up right back where I was. And I'm telling you from my experience, that is so <clears throat> true, you know. And, yes, it's work. But I don't know about you guys, but my disease was so much work, you know. It was way more work than this. And I never, never got the freedom, the benefits, the, the, you know, the neutrality with food, the relationship with my higher power, all the gifts I have today. Yeah, you know, yes, it's work, but I get some amazing gifts, you know. And I have to remember, complete abandon with God. You know, it's like, it, this This is a spiritual pro- program, you know. Yes, I put the food down, but I'm putting the food down to get to God. And then I'm, I'm you know, I'm enhancing that relationship with God by working with, with others, you know, about being of service in and out of these rooms, you know, working with newcomers, working with people in relapse, working with retreaders, which was me, you know. I hear a lot of people just wanting to work with newcomers, and that's awesome. But thank God I had a sponsor today who was willing to take on somebody who's been around forever you know, who had given up on on themselves. So, you know, the thing is, we just have to remember, it is cunning, baffling, powerful. It is just waiting. And the big book says we have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, not contingent on our perfect food plan or our perfect sponsor or how many calls we did or how many meetings we listened to. I listened to Vision for You for three years before I was willing to put down the food and pick up the simple spiritual toolkit laid at my feet. And the meetings are awesome, and I get so much from them, and I listen to them all the time, but you have to work it. You have to remember this disease is just waiting. So I'm today going up that escalator, that down escalator, one step at a time with you guys, and thank God it does work. So don't give up. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you, Kelly S. And I'm sorry, Valerie, that's all the time we have for sharing. Thank you to everyone who shared. Thank you to Team Thursday. And stick around after the recording is over, and you'll hear uh, we'll greet newcomers and um, have announcements and uh, and hear about sponsors. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And Elaine T, will you read a vision for you?
15: Yes. Hi, this is Elaine T, recovered just for today in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you all and keep you until then.